You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 110 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Our main story? Big Pharma hopes the race to treat COVID-19 will help give drug makers a brand new image and help you forget about the price of drugs. But first, here's what happened in virus news today. The worst is yet to come. That's the message from World Health Organization head Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus. At a briefing in Geneva today, just about six months after the WHO became aware of the virus, he said some countries are having a resurgence of the outbreak. The Americas account for half of all deaths, and there is no global solidarity around the disease. Tedros said, quote, this virus can be suppressed and contained using the tools at hand, end quote. And countries shouldn't wait for a vaccine to deal with it. He also said, quote, If any country is saying that contact tracing is difficult, it is a lame excuse, end quote. Worldwide, deaths from the virus surpassed 500,000 and confirmed cases exceeded 10 million. In New York, Officials are reconsidering a plan to allow indoor dining beginning July 6th. Other states have blamed reopening restaurants and bars for a surge in COVID-19 cases. Mayor Bill de Blasio said the city and state will make a decision within the next few days, as health officials are increasingly concerned. One statistic is growing at an alarming pace in some U.S. hotspots, the rate of positive cases. In Florida, 13.7% of people tested for the virus came up positive on Monday, a jump of over one percentage point from the previous day. And Texas's COVID-19 positive test rate surged to more than 14%, the highest yet for the state. And now for our main story. Gilead Sciences announced today that it will charge the U.S. government and other developed countries $390 per vial for its coronavirus-fighting drug, remdesivir. That begins to answer a big question as drug companies race to find treatments 
and develop vaccines for the virus. How much will it cost us? But drug companies in the wake of the pandemic hope people will stop paying so much attention to the cost of medicine. Riley Griffin and Emma Court report that the pharmaceutical industry is hoping COVID-19 will give it a chance to rebrand. From price gougers to life savers. The drug industry is disliked more than any other sector, including lawyers, the gas industry, and the federal government, according to a Gallup poll. That boils down to one reason, drug pricing, which has increasingly prompted outrage from politicians and patients. The U.S. pays the most for prescription medications of any country in the world, in part because the government doesn't negotiate drug prices like many others, and the country's healthcare system is more fragmented. But the pharmaceutical industry hopes that the COVID-19 crisis will turn around its bad reputation. Here's Spencer Perlman, director of healthcare research at the consultancy Veda Partners, who has long been covering the drug price debate. A lot of Americans are now changing their mind, at least for right now, about how they view the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry was about as popular as mass murders uh, a few months ago. And they are, you know, their, their popularity, if you will, has increased pretty substantially. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, again, these are massive companies that when they want to can develop miracles. I mean, it's just, it's a fact. That cutting edge science is what the pharmaceutical industry would prefer to talk about. Case in point, Michelle McMurray-Heath. She's the new leader of the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, a powerful trade group in Washington, D.C. Michelle's background is in science and regulation rather than lobbying, and she was initially reluctant to take the job. As an MD, PhD, former U.S. regulator, and most recently VP at Johnson & Johnson, she's the perfect representative of the new image pharma wants to convey advocates for good medicine rather than wielders of political power. I'm not a typical lobbyist. If that's what you're looking for for this role, I think you have the wrong girl. (laughs) You know, what I am is a person who understands and believes in the power of science. And I'm a committed and um, engaged advocate for science. That's what I bring to the role. And they looked at me and said, well, actually, our entire search is about changing the national dialogue. Michelle says she was convinced and saw the job as an opportunity to advocate for cutting-edge science that would fundamentally change the lives of patients. Proposals aimed at reforming drug pricing could endanger that innovative medicine, she says. The industry has long made this argument but it takes on a particular resonance with the whole world betting that pharmaceutical companies can get us out of this public health disaster. It's been clear that in recent years, there's been a lot of public misunderstanding about what biotechnology has been attempting to do for for the country, for human health, for the food supply, for the environment. we are not among the most trusted quarters of the culture. And if we don't have a strong and vibrant 
biotechnology um, ecosystem. We are not going to be prepared to combat this crisis or any of the crises we are likely to face in the coming years and decades. It is the critical lever to move us forward. And I think that's becoming clearer now than it has ever been. Now, Michelle, the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, and its member companies are making this pitch to the American public. Earlier this month, the organization drew thousands to a digital conference that featured headliners like Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, on a panel about how to win the war on COVID through such drug development efforts. Meanwhile, Johnson & Johnson has been streaming an eight-part series on its own Road to a Vaccine. The industry's largest trade organization, the Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America, has even taken out TV ads with the heavy-handed tagline, Science is how we get back to normal. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. The pharmaceutical industry's villainous reputation wasn't built in a day. Criticism about high U.S. drug prices has mounted for decades. In recent years, a series of crises paired with broader changes in U.S. healthcare, like greater exposure to high deductible health plans, kicked it into high gear. In 2016, generic drug maker Mylan's years of price hikes on the allergic reaction treatment EpiPen exploded into an affordability crisis as parents stocked up on them during back-to-school season. More recently, individuals with diabetes have struggled to afford life-saving insulin, even though the drug has been around for nearly 100 years. The drug industry argues that what's happening isn't their fault. Instead, they point a finger at health insurers and other players in the supply chain, like pharmacy middlemen. But advocate Margarita George, campaign director for the coalition Lower Drug Prices Now, says there are clear lessons to take away from all this history. This is an industry that we, we couldn't trust on insulin. We couldn't trust them on EpiPens. We couldn't trust them on PrEP, Truvada, or HIV medicines. We can't trust them on Hep C. Why on earth would we think that we could trust the prescription drug industry to create a vaccine that then they would price at a fair rate that everybody could get access to? The U.S. government has also poured billions of dollars into pharmaceutical companies for the development and manufacturing of new treatments and vaccines. 
That makes for even thornier questions about how much COVID-19 products should cost, because it's not just companies taking on the financial risk of making new drugs. It's taxpayers, too. The first test came this week with Gilead's remdesivir. The company came out with two price tags. It will charge the U.S. government and other developed countries about $390 a vial. Private U.S. health insurers and other commercial payers, though, will pay a higher price, $520 a vial. Gilead says most patients will need only five days of treatment, putting the total price roughly in line with a cost-effectiveness threshold for the drug set by an independent nonprofit called the Institute for Clinical and Economic Review, though the cost for commercial payers on a five-day course will run somewhat over. In a statement on Monday, Steve Pearson, ICER's founder and president, said Gilead's price tag was, quote, reasonably cost-effective and, quote, demonstrates restraint and a promising precedent for future drug pricing during a pandemic, end quote. But he also said the conversation about remdesivir's price wasn't over and should be reassessed as we learn about how well the medicine works. The drug pricing debate continues on in Washington, D.C. Though many see today's public health crisis stymieing a bipartisan package geared at penalizing drug makers for price hikes, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, a co-sponsor of the bill, told us it's not off the table. At least, not yet. The Iowa Republican is pushing for the policies to make it into the next package of coronavirus relief. That was Riley Griffin and Emma Court. Their story on Big Pharma's big rebranding can be read in the June 22nd issue of Bloomberg Businessweek or on Bloomberg.com. And that's it for our show. A reminder, starting this week, the prognosis update will be coming to you on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, so there will be no show tomorrow. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Riley Griffin and Emma Court. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Rick Schein and Francesca Levy. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. 
Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.